Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. At this hour, firefighters are battling 29 major fires around the state. The death toll from those fires currently stands at 22. President Trump is sent to visit Sacramento today to meet with officials for a briefing on those fires. This weekend, the president broke a three-week stretch in which he said nothing about fires ravaging the West Coast. He tweeted a thank you to first responders on Friday. According to Politico, Governor Gavin Newsom will meet with the president today in private. Fire conditions did improve a bit over the weekend. Chief Dave Winokur with the Moraga Arinda Fire District is currently in the field at the Red Salmon Complex fire burning up north in Trinity County. Things have calmed down a little bit now. The the wind events of last week have eased up and the cooler conditions, higher uh, relative humidity has reduced fire activity. But the way we normally fight fire, uh, we've lost a lot of resources. Um, that, that's just not possible this year because of the competing demands. So you're fighting fires with way fewer resources this year. You know, stepping back, how hard has it been for you out there in the field to process how stunning this year has been? Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is unprecedented is the word everyone's using, and, and that's absolutely appropriate. And the challenge, I think, for all of us is that uh, unprecedented right now, uh, what happens when unprecedented continues? That was Fire Chief Dave Winokur of the Moraga Arinda Fire District. You heard him say resources are spread thin. Well, that's partly because the state has long relied controversially on incarcerated fire crews to help fight fires. And in the process of releasing thousands of prisoners early to stem the spread of COVID-19, the state has lost a chunk of this crew population. Friday, Governor Newsom signed a bill that might bring some of those released inmates back onto the fire lines. The new law makes it easier for formerly incarcerated firefighters to be hired by fire agencies in full-time positions. KQED's Kevin Stark explains. Sitting in a cloud of smoke near the North Complex fire in Butte County, Newsom said the new law will expand the career pathway for the more than a thousand incarcerated people currently fighting fires in California. This bill that I'm about to sign will give those prisoners hope of actually getting a job in the profession that they've been trained. For decades, California has relied on inmate crews working with chainsaws to cut containment lines around wildfires, but municipal fire agencies require an emergency medical technician license to become a firefighter, and the state bans people with felonies from getting EMT licenses. Samantha Vetter served time and spent the summer with an all-female hand crew battling the Apple Fire in Riverside County. Under the new law, she will be able to petition a judge to quickly expunge her record. People imprisoned for certain violent offenses will not qualify. 
Better was released early as part of an effort to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in state prison facilities. She returned home to Santa Cruz County with the dream of becoming a professional firefighter. But when the CZU Lightning Complex erupted nearby, she could only watch the images online. She's very thankful for the new law. You know, I did just get out and it's just going to make it easier for me to better my life and just give me more incentive to do good and to continue with what I'm doing. Better plans to request her record be cleared as soon as possible. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Now to Los Angeles, where two L.A. County Sheriff's deputies were shot Saturday night in Compton. The suspect is still on the loose this morning. Captain Kent Wegner said the person approached the deputies from behind while they were sitting in their patrol vehicle. He walked along the passenger side of the car. He acted as if he was going to walk past the car, and then he made a left turn directly toward the car, raised a pistol, and fired several rounds inside of the vehicle, striking both of the sheriff's deputies. The sheriff's department tells the California report both deputies are in critical condition and are expected to recover from their injuries during the ambush. One is a 24-year-old man. The other is a 31-year-old woman, a mom to a 6-year-old, according to L.A. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who added this on Saturday. It, uh, it seems to be part of a trend, uh, a growing trend with uh, suspects open fire, unprovoked, every week across the nation, someone is losing their life in the line of duty. So this is just another grim reminder of that. For the last several days, Compton has been the site of protests, with dozens of people being arrested while demonstrating in front of the South L.A. Sheriff's Station. This after the recent deadly shootings by deputies of two men of color, Dijon Kizzi in August and Andres Guardado in June. Community members have demanded more accountability from law enforcement. Well, shortly after the shooting of the two deputies on Saturday night, a reporter named Josie Huang from our partner station KPCC was documenting the arrest of a protester. That's when sheriff's deputies arrested her. Video footage shows deputies throwing Huang to the ground and handcuffing her. In official statements, the sheriff's office said deputies arrested Huang for obstructing another arrest and didn't identify herself as a member of the press. 
But the recording you just heard from Huang's phone calls that account into question. Huang, for example, can be heard shouting both her position and station name several times. The L.A. County Inspector General has opened a probe into Huang's arrest. In a statement, KPCC offered condolences to the deputies shot, saying these are challenging and stressful times, but added that Huang's arrest is the latest in a series of troubling interactions between KPCC reporters and some local law enforcement officers. Without journalists, the statement reads, democracy is at risk. And that is the California Report for this Monday, September 14th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint. Water with a touch of true fruit flavor. Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.